G'day listeners, you're back with Benny, Banksy and Boydie, the basketball blokes, dribbling all things Aussie hoops and NBL fantasy. That's it, and going back to the flashback to the old intro, and Ooh. Banksy was just saying how he misses that one memories. a little bit. Memories. Oh, good old memories, but... Um, the OG. Um, probably a few people uh, in the podcast we'll be talking about they are going to have to get written into that that uh, intro at the moment. I've got a little example line for what... I'm trying to write it up at the moment, so... We were going to release that Patreon tier, of course, for people to get to nominate players not to be included in the intro song with the curse last year. But uh, so far, I'll just give a little sample. Uh, so after we've been talking about having a can of three, it's, will we convert to a Pinot? Because the pretzel had to go. Yanni's teamed up with some Frenchmen and he's paired with Robert Lowe. So that could be a nice little starter. We'll see if that hangs around and... Um, that's rough on Big Dane. I think he's had enough bad luck mm. in recent times. I'm not sure. I'm not sure as a Phoenix man, I want to have MVP no in the in the song, but we might have to take that offline. Well, yeah, we will. We'll discuss that. But some, <laughs> there'll be some Frenchmen certainly talked about today as well. Um, but uh, I guess we're not going to bury the lead. Banksy, we've asked, um, do we do a podcast sometime last week? Do we just? Is there enough information to get some out? Banksy's just like, hold off, hold off. Mm. Wise, wise move. Because yesterday, to me, I don't know, I'd love your guys' opinion, it seemed like one of the biggest days in the NBL for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, it was going nuts, wasn't it, yesterday? Um, you want to turn your mic on there, Banksy? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for my time. Uh, well, it's look, coming. <clears throat> um, firstly, we are got a little clip to play. Um, there's basically, basically for me been two moments where I've be, never been prouder of my Australian athletes and the way they represent us. First one was Paddy Mills in the finals against Miami Heat. Yep. And, of course, we all congratulate Paddy. I think we'd all agree that he's the best choice to be the flag bearer to represent us. 100. But, Banksy, you'll have plenty of time to talk about it, but first we're going to have to have a listen to this. Wild shot from Dolvin. Dolvin, it goes in. Here's the thing, Mike. The other team can play slower. As Delva Dova hits a little floater. It's not, you've got to be able to win at many different tempos. J.R. Smith double team finds Delva Dova, throws it up to Thompson. Thompson goes back up and puts it in. Tristan Thompson, 6.7 rebounds here in the first quarter. Delva Dova nails a three pointer. Eight points for Matthew Delva Dova. Delva Dova flips that one up and in. A quick timeout by Steve Kerr. First double-digit lead of the night. Barnes defending LeBron James. Goes with him nicely on the spin. James kicks it out. Della Vidova for three. Bang! Curry pushing. Curry drives, spins against Shepard. Knocked away. Quick hands from Iman Shepard. Della Vidova to James. James for three. Puts it in. And it's not just with shot making. You got to find a way to make an impactful play. Azili oh. right there. Delavadova gets it and banks it in. Thompson on the drive, adjust right hand shot won't go. Fight for the rebound. Here comes James. Cross to Delavadova. Alley up to James and he throws it down. James comes up hobbling a bit after the play. LeBron James has got to get aggressive here. Delavadova and one! Count it and a foul as Matthew Delavadova knocked down. Banks it in. I don't know if he picked it up. Double dribble. 
But this guy, I would have never thought in this type of a game he could be this good. We are seeing the emergence of one of the more improbable playoff heroes in recent postseason history. Delavadova completes the three-point play. He's got 18 points. James on the drive, the pull-up jumper, side of the backboard. Here comes Curry the other way. Curry looking, knocked down, lost the ball. Delavadova dives, Lee dives on top of him. And a foul is called against Golden State. What effort by LeBron James in transition. Misses the baseline jumper, sprints back, knocks the ball loose, and then Delavadova first to the floor and is fouled. What effort by Delavadova. <laughs> I mean, can a guy play any better than he's played? And now has a new playoff career high 20 points for Delavadova. And that, fellas, was the number two moment that stands out for me that made me so proud of our Australian athletes and um, um, you guys any, got any other memories to add to that Boydie we'll maybe you jump in first Boydie because Banksy's going to have a bit to say I'm guessing yeah well my, mine's the uh, the famous photo of him after the championship drinking the Corona cans the Coronas <laughs> <laughs> while all the while you know LeBron and the crew are all drinking Crystal or whatever shirt or something yeah like he's that. got a Hawaiian shirt on <laughs> yeah he's, that's Aussie Obviously, being a, a Cavs man, I'm very excited about this signing. Um, that excited that you may have heard, I actually called my one-year-old son, Dally, and he's still more in summer, sports his uh, Delavadova Cavs jersey that uh, these fellow blokes were nice enough to give him for his birthday. Um, but yeah, Benny, when I got your message to say, oh my effing God, <laughs> early as I was arising in the morning that... Um, that United had signed Delhi. They United almost signed me and my son Delhi up for for memberships next season. You were still rising in the morning. There you go. Mm. I mean, rising in all sorts, no <laughs> doubt. Um, so we're going to discuss Delhi as a player, but it just reminded me of being such a big moment as when Andrew Bogut signed and um, put a quick poll out there on Twitter at Beeble underscore Blokes if you want to follow along and. Uh, we basically asked, from a fan's perspective, which signature had you more excited, uh, Bogut and Della Vadova. And uh, just like in that clip we played, uh, Bogut got the last laugh at the end of the day. Boydie, with those results there. If you yeah, so you end up uh, 65% in favour of Bogut. I mean, look, you know, Bogut's the bigger name. Um, you know, was a number one draft pick, etc., etc. So he was, you know, he was... You know, he's been the biggest name in Aussie basketball for a long time before Delhi. You know, Delhi came from undrafted waters and and all that. So I, it's not kind of it's not surprising, I'd say. Yeah, um, Banksy. Uh, there's been some chatter. I saw something along the lines of uh, uh, Delhi. You know, is it much of an upgrade on McCarran and the like? Um, you've got. I know you can see some notes there. How, how are you feeling about how he's going to go as a? as a player for your team and as a fantasy prospect, I guess? Admittedly, I've got a little bit of bias here, obviously, but um, yeah, I, I was surprised to see some of the negative comments and commentary on the socials about the signing. Um, you know, there was a few out there. There's always going to be haters, but, you know, Delhi washed up, too old, passed it, et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, we're talking about a guy that won an NBA championship playing 25 minutes a game. You know, that alone is 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 a massive achievement. Um, that season, I mean, he shot the three ball at 41%, and 
and um, you know he played his hustle role extremely well, and that understandably earned him 54 starts the following season with the Bucks as well. But you know when you're talking about those comments of washed up, too old, past it, I mean you're talking about a guy who is the same age as Nathan Sobey, who is arguably coming off his best season in the NBL. A Mitch Creek, same age, and he's younger than Scotty Machado there as well. So I definitely don't think age comes into it whatsoever. Um, but look, you know, biased aside, the signing I think is amazing for United, just having that big name in the league. And um, also, you know, the league coming off a COVID affected and, you know, that affect viewership last season. I think this is only a good thing for our league as a whole, not just United. And I think for those fantasy coaches out there that are sort of raising flags around uh, injuries and concussions for Delhi, that sort of thing heading in to that signing, well, um, you know, the good thing is we're about to see what he's capable of in uh, Tokyo around the corner. Yeah, exactly. We're going to get a bit of a bird's eye view of what's, what he's going to be like. And I think his game really suits the NBL. He's, you know, um, so I think I think it's a great signing. You know, that's, you know it'll probably be the, the signing of the off-season, really. And I suspect that he'll be surrounded by good shooters, good players in the dunking, good you know good bigs. So lots of assist numbers, probably plenty of steals for Dally. Um, the one point five million dollar asking price is what Bogut started with. Uh, Mitch Creek coming off the G League was a bit cheaper than that, but at one point five, I don't think he's a lock at one point five. I'd love your thoughts if that's the eventual pricing we get for Dally. Yeah, it's going to be hard to go with him, I think, because, well, I don't know, if he balls out with the boomers, then maybe you'd be locking it in. Um, but, you know, yeah, it, it's it's kind of a bit of an unknown. Um, and it also depends on who else they sign there and everything too. Like, if he gets someone that he can just work with, well, he's already got CG there, it's going to be elite. But has the hustle on that team? Imagine the, imagine the lineup with, with Delhi, um, Shea... Uh, Jack White on the court, even Newley's a bit is, is his defense is is you know up there. I know he's getting on a bit, but that's that's a that's a heck of a heck of a hustle team. You'd imagine their import signings will be pretty logical. They've obviously got a gap, as you can see on our rolling rosters at the yep. small forward and center positions. So likely going to fill those two. But even with my bias, I think it's just going to as as we well know, it's going to come down to what that. Um, that schedule looks like at the the beginning of the season. If he's priced at one point five million, it's not absolute value um, at this point. But yeah, going to come down to schedule. As we'll talk about a bit later on, there's some value like already around the league, um, and you know maybe you can take a punt on Delhi at one point five if you're only paying you know six or seven hundred grand for certain other players that we'll discuss later on probably. Yeah. And while, while we're on that, a bit of a shameless plug. Um, Benny's done a massive amount of work on our website. Um, so we're, we're saying the price is $1.5 million, but he's also gone through and priced everyone uh, according to their average over the year, which is how it was done, how it's been done in previous years for the next season. So if you jump onto uh, basketballblokes.com and jump into the news, uh, what are those things called? Click down menu things. Tabs. Tabs, yep. Like news tab and down to... Uh, rolling rosters you can see every team with all the signings and all their what we think their prices will be without based on this year's dollar per point or whatever it is so and full transparency body may or may not be quite hung over today so <laughs> judge judge his performance today oh, as you yeah. will <laughs> a bit rusty boyd yeah a, bit, a little we, bit good old weekend recordings hey um look 
And you've just been talking about Delivered over his age, and when looking at that Melbourne United roster, Del, he's a young bloke compared to some of these uh, other players on the Melbourne United roster that they've been signing with, uh, Dave Barlow, Brad Newley, as you mentioned before. So um, we're looking just, we're going to go through a couple of the rosters, but Delhi's a questionable at the moment, but I, is there anyone else on that Melbourne United roster signed currently that you'd even touch or think about as a with some upside um banks you mentioned one before and i probably agree with that one banks if you want to it's going to depend on the signing but, but uh at this stage the only true center would be jla at 1.15 million is what he's priced at compared to his average from last season and we know that he's an absolute jet when you look at the points per minute played um but we, we we know what United will do. They will likely sign a, a big man import, and, and that's going to affect his value for next season. And one name that you know people will remember from this year because he was bargain basement and w- w- turned out awesome was um, Jack White, obviously. But as we've just talked about, we've gone through and priced, or Benny's gone through and priced them based on the average, and Jack White's average of thirty five point eight for his games makes him a one point four mil player. So he goes from but you know, 250k to 1.4, you're probably not going with that. That's okay. when you, you, you're going to be taking million-dollar imports over someone priced Correct. at 1.4. That's right. We haven't had an update on Jack as far as injuries. We've got an injury update from DJ3J, which is on uh, the news tab under player you know, on the under injuries at the moment. Um, is a tweet there that he said he'd be back on the court until November. Uh, Wani from Perth has been signed as an injury replacement until... Uh, Dayan is back on the court. Um, but, yeah, nothing too much from Melbourne United, defending champs. But uh, we're going to go do it, uh, moving on to what I've called the dynamic duos, fellas, because there has been some signed. And you'll notice if you go on to the rolling roster, we've got uh, a threshold which is called Olgan Official. If uh, Olgan tweets it, we call it official, even though the clubs may not have announced it yet. So um, something that came out yesterday in what was this huge day was the signing of Tyler Harvey. Boyd, I might let you go, even though you might be in struggle town today. But three years for Tyler Harvey. Tell me what you think about that. I and like it. I like it a lot. I, th- I think we saw it this year. He's 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 a baller. And um, it's good for the league to have him on. I, I, I see him as a bit of a cotton light. He's not as good as cotton. Don't don't, don't hate me, Red Army. But I think I, I like watching him play. And I'm, I'm really happy he's in the league. I think he's probably... Mm, uh, what's his price going to be off the top of your head, do you know? We haven't got it open, have you? Nah. Anyways, um, not sure he's going to be fantasy relevant unless they've got like triples or something like that to start the year. 1.55. Um, there we go, 1.55. Um, because, you you know, you're probably going to have, with the possibly three import rule, there's going to be lots of new imports. So, you you know, are you going to take a punt on a million-dollar player and over him unless the schedule, of course. But. And, of course, his dynamic duo is with Duop. Reith, who um, we admittedly know very little about, I think is probably fair to say from in this room, but we're going to get a lovely little preview uh, with the Boomers camp. So Yeah, I mean, getting selected for the Boomers side's a pretty good show to say that it can play, um, judging by some of the names of the bigs there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, once again, I don't know too much, but um, I think it's going to be a good signing as well. Admittedly, Boyd, I don't know much about him as well. Um, he's 25 years of age, so a little bit younger than Delhi, so not past it, obviously. But um, he was a part of the Mavs and Nets Summer League squads in the past few years following his time at LSU. 
Um, played in Serbia more recently, only averaged the five points a game in 12 minutes per game. But as you'd tell me, Benny, that Serbia league is very strong. Um, and the rolling rosters shows we project him at around the 800k mark and a potential mm. starter for the Hawks, do we think? Oh, yeah, I think he'd... At this if point. You, if you've got a boomer there, you'd be expecting him to start, unlike uh, someone else there last season. So we guess we got to uh, flag that, that it... Uh, a particular ex boomer didn't start, well, didn't start, and didn't do much. At all <laughs> all. Um, Tang. But we know the fantasy game favours the big men. Coming from Europe, we had uh, Ben Magin. I think that's what I based that price on. He was about that eight hundred k. But um, Division Two Spain was Dan Trist at four hundred k. So God, it, hopefully we can get in touch with uh, herbs and spices. So isn't we, get, we can get some secret. Uh, I'll get get some insight and Look, a bit of advance notice on what the pricing will be, but he's juicy, juicy selection. Possibly a juicy selection. I mean, it's gonna the proof's gonna be in the pudding. We're gonna have to see him in some games and see it in in the NBL game if he's gonna you know be a double double threat because that's what we really want with those bigs. Um, but he's definitely on my watch list early. Next dynamic duo, which uh, was confirmed as of yesterday as well, um, was. The Hump and Mitch McCarron, who's Olgan official at this stage uh, with the Adelaide 36ers. Banksy, I'm going to throw to you on this one. Um, very, very good signings for Adelaide, fair to say. Oh, that's going to be their core, no doubt. Um, and if you look at Mitch particularly, I mean, we saw what he did with United. He's a, he's a stat stuffer, but there was also a lot of mouths to feed on that United side as well. I think with him moving uh, to Adelaide as well, I mean... We saw the assist numbers that Giddy put up last season, particularly early on before, you know, prior to the, the hump injury. We saw that pick and roll game and that really helped Giddy rack up those assists as well. So very much looking forward to that. Um, hopefully praying that, that Hump can stay injury free next season because that was the only thing that was, you know, stopping him from being a, a legitimate fantasy jet last season, fair to say. Yep. Um Excellent dynamic duo, that's for sure. Um, we're going to have a, we've got a third dynamic duo to talk about now, but we'll have a go at ranking them at the moment uh, after we discuss uh, Xavier Cooks returning and someone who we'd hoped would return, Boyd, who you're a massive fan of in Jarrell Martin um, coming back. And are we feeling that Jarrell Martin could be value? We, we can, can we get better output for him next season, do you think? Possibly. What was he? What's his? What have we got him down as? He's not cheap. He's no. not cheap. Banks is getting, so. getting those numbers out. He's now, average. Is there any chance of you opening an extra tab on your <laughs> top there? <or laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. You know, you know me. I'm, I'm struggling a little. He's, uh, I'm struggling are we a talking about Jarrell Martin? Yeah, one point five one yeah, and Cooks one point three five projected. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be taking a punt with either of those two. I think it's great that they're both in the league. Um, but it's going to come down to schedule once yeah. again, you know. If yeah. if it if if they're on doubles or triples and no one else is, or yeah. only a couple other teams, he's going to be a juicy. Well, I'll, big. I'll frame it this way: Let's forget about the starting price and anything else like that. Just purely on average, yes, and injuries and and a like of what we had with both X and Jarrell, surely they're going past that. Yes, I think fingers so. crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Agree with yes. that? Yep. But but also on the other side, the flip of the coin is that that's the risk with selecting them as well is they've got that injury history. Um, I think the thing that let Martin down last season was, for me, he probably didn't get the rebounds, the double-doubles that I thought he was, you know, um, able to get pre-season. Um, he, he obviously dominated from a 
you know, actual points in game, but he didn't get those double doubles that we expected. I think, if anything, Cooks is probably the one at that price that may have some slight value. Um, he was returning from injury towards the end of the season there, and I think we haven't seen the best of him yet. Oh, I hundred percent agree with that. I hundred percent agree with that too. And I, I, yeah, I think he's probably the one value wise as well. I agree with Pinksy. Beautiful. So if I'm asking you to rank them, Boyd, Harvey, and Reith, Hump and McCarran, Cooks and Martin, how would you? What's the best dynamic duo of those? Who would you want if you're talking you were? fantasy? Nah, just a G. Just if you're a GM Ooh. of a team, who are you starting your side well, with? Hump and McCarran, both locals. Yep. You know that, that starts you off pretty. Hey, proven. Proven locals, so you can put a couple of a uh, couple of jet imports around them, and you've got a good, pretty good team. Yep, be happy with that. I think I agree. Adelaide Thirty Sixes fans. Yep. Now, um, next team we're turning into is the first time we've ever got to talk about signing. Yes, Ooh, so nice. I've got got a little intro Let's for do you. It. So, Jack, Jack, Jackies, the Jack Jumpers. That's a very famous song yeah. amongst our friend circles, the Jack, Jack, Jackie. <laughs> very uh, relevant. Very oh, relevant. Um, now, we've got the rolling rosters there. I've got included the Olgan official signings that haven't been announced yet, but um, uh, I'm going to ask Bordy again. Um, do you want to just roll through the signings that we've got there at the moment? And yep. I'll, get, I'll uh, get Banksy to give his fantasy takes on a couple that he might like. No so. worries. So we've got Sam McDaniel and Serge. Deans, a development player, signed shooting guards. Small forwards are Jack McVeigh and Clint Steindl. Just had to be careful there. Careful. And just like with the font. And um, <laughs> Will Magne and Jared Bairstow. I'm going to jump in quickly because they've been getting hammered a fair Please bit of the JJs. They have. And I don't mind all these signings. Like you've got, I, I know, argue, Sam McDaniel was the starter on the championship side. Side. Magne, we know what he's capable of. He had a down year, down year you know, coming back, hadn't played a lot of ball, etc. Jack McVeigh, you know, he could light it up. I think in times where he's got lots of minutes, you know, I mean, he's been one of yours, Benny, for a long time, one of your little fan favourites. Um, and Jared Bersto, same thing. Starting, he started for that Perth side like all, pretty much all the season until the last eight games or whatever it was. Um, yes, he's a role player. Same with Sam McDaniel, but who knows what happens there? They could, you know, balloon out. Yeah. I'll just quickly mention that I think some of the criticism is valid in terms of length of contract, but I think Sam McDaniel, Jared Bairstow, three-year deals is uh, pretty nuts, but you kind of have to give something to get players across. And like all these guys um, have the potential for some upside, I think, and their fantasy prices reflect that. Banksy, who's looking um, like a standout? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to jump on. Uh, Go for it. had that point about the long uh, contracts and... But Sammy Daniels, Daniel's still reasonably young. I don't mind that one so much. The Jared Bairstow one, I think, is a culture thing. Um, and I think... Well, uh, all, there's he, lots Scott, from Perth. Roth. Well, that's right. But Scott, I think um, being the coach was at Perth. I think he's obviously seen Jared Bairstow behind closed doors, on the training court, you know. And I think he might be the culture guy. And, that's, and they've got him in there. Like Gibbo was signed on for the Phoenix. I think he's kind of the culture of the guy there. So I would think that, not having seen it, but behind closed doors, he's uh, he's that guy. I think the hangover's wearing off, Boydie, because you're speaking a lot of sense there. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with any of those local signings. I think if you're going to have a question mark over one, for me it's probably Bearstow. You know, yes, he did start, but, um, you know, had the lowest usage of that 
Perth squad. Um, but I think what's unique with those local signings is that every single one of those players brings something different to that squad. I mean, you've got a couple of shooters in McDaniel and Steindl. You've got McVeigh, the hustle guy, and probably, you know, both sides of the court. You've got two-way Magne, and you've got Bear Stowe as a good role player, as you say. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think fantasy-wise, the only one I'd really be considering at this point, we obviously don't know how the rest of that roster is going to fill out once they, um, they sign their imports. But, um, you know, us to be two-way Magne. Um, dropped from a fantasy average of 32 the previous season to just 20 last season. The thing was he joined that heavily systematic Perth squad um, towards the end of the season. That didn't help. I mean, he had to learn um, their system, and that obviously took a little bit of time. And that can only be a good thing for, you know, us with him going to a, a different Tassie squad next season because, for me, he's going to be well underpriced and... You know, based on his ability, he's going to be priced around 790k, which I think is probably half of what he should be priced. He's at. going to be on every fantasy team to start the year. Now, the only other little bit of news that I've got to mention with relation to that is um, it came out uh, that the stadium is not quite ready for the Jack Jumpers, so they're going to play away games early in the schedule. Now, that makes me think that the schedule might not be that. Uh, De- I guess uh, condensed <laughs> to, to start off with. Not too many games early on. So we've got plenty of value in the Jack Jumpers. I really hope that uh, the schedule doesn't prohibit uh, us from being able to p- pick these players. Does not matter for Magne. I'm happy to put 790k on my bench. If he's got singles for the first four rounds, yep. I'm cool with that. I think that makes it more interesting, to be fair. You yep. might not make him as much of a lock if that's the case. so yeah, He's, a, he's a lock for me. He's in my side already. We'll Supreme value. Oh, that's right. You've got the early access, Oracle access. Now, so. <laughs> you already got the schedule, obviously. I do not have Oracle access. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They don't, don't play the don't, first two rounds, but Boyd's got him locked. Don't bring those. Don't oh, bring that. Beautiful. Now, I've got a list of the other signings here, fellas, on the runner. I want you to pick just one that uh, stands out uh, to you. Um I know, Bordy, you mentioned someone earlier, and I think you've done a, a tweet about a certain Southeast Melbourne player um, that you might like. We, we're allowed to share. You're allowed to share your thoughts. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd like Rowdy. I think Rowdy's going to be, based on you know, average, he's going to be fairly priced, 892K. I think, you know, coming in halfway through the season didn't really help him. Um, uh, I think once he's been, you know, he, it looks like he's going to be settled here. You know, Instagram's playing lots of golf around the Mornington Peninsula at the moment, so he's obviously you know feeling comfortable and and um, having a good time. So I think he's going to be a good signing. Surely some more minutes. Surely some oh, more I minutes. Think so. Like I surely think, starting. You know, he, he came off basically two years of no basketball, so you know they had to ease him in, and that's when he had the soft tissue a little bit as well. But I think a full preseason, we're going to see. Like there's there's a reason why he was on the, the extended Boomer squad, you know, and and ended up he did pull out obviously. But um, you know, there's a reason why he's on there. Banksy of some of the other signings. I'm just going to make you pick one for now. I won't record oh, this unless you do well is. with it. So. Um, I honestly don't think there's a standout okay. for me right now. You, um, you've clearly your answer is Majuk Majuk at 250k. Oh, look, have I learnt my lesson <laughs> there? I mean, um, you know, stemming back two seasons ago it was Majuk Majuk versus Pano. We know how that panned out. So yep. hopefully that's not a decision I have to make next season. Let's. Um, I'm actually hoping that uh, Dane's actually overpriced as opposed <laughs> to underpriced. So I don't have to make that decision with my bench. But um, 
that that se- that Simpsons meme just came mm. in my head. <laughs> yeah, everybody, be quiet. Banks is about to do something <laughs> stupid, <laughs> and it's Groundhog Day all again because I feel like I did this same thing where we're like. Well, he could be an option Majuk on our bench at 250k, depending on who they sign with their big man rotation. So, a lot to play out there still. Yeah, um, it really could be. It depends if they get some PF eligibility for Dane or something like that. Um, but that could be your bench player. Um, you're choosing out of Majuk at 250k or um, Magne at the 800 or something like that. It's all all going to be fun and games. But um, for me. Um, Corey Shervel at 250k uh, started in the finals for Perth. Um, someone to look at. Um, Cairns have just re-signed all their other players so far. N- Noy at just under a mil isn't that price difference to get me get us excited what we did last year, but it's lots of the same players we've looked at before, so we're going to have to get rid of some of our biases. Actually, I'm going to... I'll pick someone. Go for it. I'm really, really keen to see what Travis can do next season. I hope he gets that extra opportunity because they played him at multiple positions, whether it be power forward or small forward, in the finals. So, you know, if based on average 610k, really keen to see what he can do. As am I. Um, so he wasn't a new signing. He was already under contract, but that's okay. I'm still, glad still picking you. him. You, I, it, I've, I'm signing him. Okay, he's signing him. Saves you New picking the for jock. So... Okay. All right, next team we've got a little bit of a feature on, which was in the news massively yesterday, was the New Zealand Breakers. I'm going to ask you fellas, do they look good? Of course, they had Armani, Banksy. Now they've got Hugo, and now they've certainly got that French connection. So, yeah, look out there. Very (laughs) fashionable side. But how do you think they look on paper? Obviously, the news broken yesterday um, by Olga Norwich was that um, they signed France's Hugo Besson. I'm going to go with that, to a three-year deal. Um, so he will be coming as an import, obviously not an ex-star, um, having already signed Usman Deng as the next star player. And they've also signed Peyton Siva, the Siv, as uh, you went with uh, very early on, Banksy, um, for the upcoming season. And in that article, though, the strange thing, it also says that they're looking to try and sign Ty Webster. Now, before the announcement of Peyton Siva, was announced when Besson was announced, of course, with Will McDowell-White, Corey Webster, already in the lineup. We're like, that surely means the end for Ty. And now they've gone and signed Peyton Siva as well, and they're still after Ty. It just seems that something's gone wrong. Something's not like... Um, it would be crazy, I think, with this current roster if they did sign Ty Webster. Maybe there's something up with Corey. It's always a, a chance that he might want a change of environment despite being under contract. Would not be the first time. But um, how do we think we're looking? they're looking? Um, well, the New Zealand guards, I mean, there's something that we obviously don't know because it doesn't make a lot of sense. They're just absolutely stacked now with the Civ, Besson, the two Webster boys. Let's not forget... Our boy Beamer as well. I mean, where does he squeeze into that guard rotation? Yeah, if they um, did sign Ty. You yeah. would think that if they do sign Ty, well, probably Will McDowell's the one that's going to miss out and see a, a huge reduction in minutes there. I mean, they've got to squeeze them in somewhere. But I guess if we're focusing on those two newly signed guys, um, Peyton Siver, um, he's a little bit of information here. He's 30. So I guess using uh, the, the Delhi logic, he's obviously washed and old. So... Um, 
He was pick 56 in the 2013 NBA draft. He played all 24 career NBA games that same season with the Pistons. Uh, More recently, though, he was a starting guard in Germany. Uh, He helped his team to two championships, though, uh, averaging 10.5 points a game and five assists as well. I guess those numbers don't instantly think get in my team, but um, keeping in mind their highest scorer on that German team averaged 12.5 points per game, so... Sounds like it was a pretty even spread. Our other guy there, Hugo Besson, um, he led the LNB Pro B League in scoring last season, which is basically the um, the second tier league in France there. A little bit more impressive with those numbers, although maybe not the level of the league, but he put up 19.5 points, four and three over 26 games last season. It's a funny one, New Zealand, isn't it? They seem to do this every year. I think uh, Matt Walsh, Gets a little bit excited when he has the checkbook open and the free agency period starts, and he just gets a little bit, he gets a bit, little bit worked up and wants to get it all done in a week so he can go holidaying oh, or something. Com- it's completely unprecedented to get uh, for Hugo, completely untried, three-year deal mm-hmm. straight up. Um, I like the look of him. I think that um, he seems to be an offensive uh, weapon. Um, now, but most importantly, it's not what I think. We've got, we'll have plenty more breakdowns on these guys later on, but I've got some photos on the run sheet. As we know, the most reliable scouting report is done by Banksy, and uh, does he look like he can ball uh, analysis? I love this. All right. So I've got a picture of Peyton Seaver there for you, Banksy. Give us your your baller rating on Peyton Seaver. Well, what you've given me here, Benny, it's it's a little bit of a smaller picture. It's almost a thumbnail, so I'm struggling. I'm just going to put my specs on here. But um, he almost looks Jordan Clarkson-esque. He's got the tattoos. He's, he's got the NBA look. He looks like he's quite athletic. So, you know, on the on the eye look, he's probably an 8 out of 10 for me. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Um, that's not quite a lock into the side yet. Now, I've got a couple of photos of... Uh, Young Hugo here. Um, if you can, I haven't included the full bleached look, but if you could uh, describe what you've got in front of you here and give you, as you're giving your evaluation, Skater Boy Besson. Just looking at those two thumbnails you've given me, um, <laughs> kind of uh, kind of reminds me of uh, myself and Bordy's teenage days. He's, you know, in one of those pictures, he's um, got the long sleeve jersey on. So uh, obviously, playing in the winter, he's uh, he's got the the bleached look with the. Um, the brown undercut there, so he's got a bit of a top deck look, Boyd, which I sported at some point in the nineties. And Most in, of the 90s. in the other pick, he's um, you know, he's got the what other the, the stretcher, the stretch earrings with the holes. Oh, a bit of a skater it's, look. It's the double, it's the double piercing. Regardless, I'm not too sure yeah. if there's stretches, but uh, um, very fashionable. If I'm sticking on that uh, that earlier line with Armani nine, and, Hugo 90s, and the yeah. French connection, so. Um, France is a I can, bit, I can, what's your number for Hugo? I can see Hugo, you know, rocking up to practice with his skateboard, just parking it up. <laughs> I'm here, boys, you know. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. he's, he's French. He probably drives a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, interesting. Now, on, um, I've got a little bit more to talk about with, um, I guess, getting players out of Europe and the next star program. Obviously, I think it was Michael Huben I read, Halben, sorry, that... Um, Talked about Besson as, uh, I guess, potentially being like a, a next star candidate, but uh, obviously they'd already signed their next star. And um, what I've got here is just a few minutes just to 
um, discuss something that's happened over in the, the college world, the NCAA world, um, that will, I think, have a big impact on the NBL, and no one has really talked about it yet. Um, I'll just play a little clip. They had a conversation. They got to understand it. Worked out some numbers. Told me what it was. And I put an extra two or 300000 on it. And that was it. What was the number? It was a couple mil. Okay, so what you heard there was Master P talking about how he bought uh, Snoop Dogg out for a couple of mil to get him out of Death Row Records back in the day. Now, what does Master P have to do with the NBL? And you'll soon find out. So what has happened in the college is that name, image and likeness rules have been, I guess, allowed uh, in the courts over in the USA. So Master P has a son who is bound for college. Um, he's uh, going to go to a um, historically black university, Tennessee, Tennessee State University, and he has signed a deal for name, image, and likeness for uh, what? What amount was that? It was a couple of mil for a couple of million dollars um, for a company. You think Facebook, Twitter, something like that? No, uh, the company's name is Web Apps America. Now. Web Apps America has a single page website with a contact us page. It has a Facebook page with 51 likes. Oof. Now, doing worse than us. So, this is this is the thing. I think that this name image, image and likeness rules are going to be rife for um people taking advantage of it, right? So, we got a we got someone currently studying there. Uh, CPA in here and we understand that it's not very difficult to start a corporation not any not very difficult at all you can make something with a one-page web website like web apps America and uh, decide that you want to um, do a deal for two million dollars with a particular player but this is going to be used rampantly in recruiting in college it already is there have been deals that have been signed and there's discussion on teams of um, how are you going to what are you going to offer potential recruits from high school? We'll go. We'll give you a brand manager. We'll create a logo. We'll do all these different things for you. Um, so I just think it's going to be very difficult for us to attract collegiate athletes that would be going against – would normally go to the NCAA and play in college schools. Now, we've also got the G League Elite. We're going to have two players from the G League Elite that are going to go in the top five or six in the draft this year. Dyson Daniels, young Australian talent, opted to go there rather than signing a next star deal with the uh, NBL. And you've also got Overtime Elite. Now, Overtime Elite just signed another number two recruit out of high school for the 2023 class this morning. In addition to the number two recruit, number 16, and a couple of players in their 30s in the prospect rankings previously. So um, this... I mean, we've obviously got one next star from France at the moment, but I just think this completely wipes out what the NBL can offer for um, next star players who, if you're... Like, these guys that have actually shown anything, like Lamello, like RJ, they've shown it just a little bit, they have to be, like, top five, top ten prospects to actually make a difference straight out of high school on an NBL team. And those guys are going to get mega bucks for whatever college wants to 
So that's what that was the disincentive of college was they were amateurs they could not get paid and now there's three viable options in the states before they even look at the MBL to come out of high school. So um, I think the the next stars program is basically going to be down to draft and stash players, which I think is good anyway that they've opened that up for that because we can have the likes of DD and JJ. Um, play as as a next star and actually make an impact on a team so um just wanted to make people aware that this is happening over in the states at the moment it's um i'm thinking about doing a bit of a a write-up on it but it's if you're interested in the business of sport there's a bunch of people that are released podcasts about the issue at the moment um make sure you check them out and see what it's all about but no one's talked about it from an NBL perspective, and I just think it's going to be so difficult to get these top high schoolers over here now. Um, I've just sort of um, sort of talked about this. I haven't given you fellas a heads up. What do you think? Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this rule or anything along those lines before. Got any questions? I think there was some early talk about it um, at the end of last season as well. But um, obviously money talks, so... It- it can't be a good thing for the the talent pool that we can pull to the NBL. As far as you know, though, Benny, is I mean, is there any sort of form of cap on their free earnings? Market. Free market, free market. That makes so it tough, doesn't it? We've already seen someone earn two million dollars just, um, just, just because. I guess you know. The other thing you've got to remember is I don't know whether these guys, the next stars that we've had, necessarily have done it for money. Um, I think there's other reasons behind it. You know, playing in a pro league. It's not the NBA, obviously, but the NBL. You know, the opinion of the league is growing, and you know, it's you know, in that talk of one of the the, t- the leagues in that second tier behind the NBA. You know, yeah. Um, and I think it is. Um, I think it's more. There's a lot of the players probably do it for that reason too. Like RJ, like I don't think he was coming for the money. Yeah, look, I, given you know, he had so a, a big shoe deal signed out of. Out of China, the yeah. day of the signing, I, I'm not too sure about that. You, you yeah. are right. There is an academic minimum aspect that they've got to get to. They've got to go to school. They've got to get certain grades to play, and all, all these sort of things as well. But um, it's also the experience of playing against pros, at hardened, big body pros. Yeah, that some of these kids will, will would prefer, or they think that would and be th- better for them yeah. than playing against other college kids. Yeah, and now there's two competitions that are going to offer that. Already correct. In addition to this, so we so I think we might be a bit. That might strife. be the bit that actually gets us more than the money. I think. Ooh, I it almost sounds like a, a short-term cash grab versus well, what can I do for my career longer term by showing my potential draft prospect in a, in a stronger league. Got to remember that we've got like we've got a guy that's currently playing in the pl- in the NBA playoffs who start was playing in the NBL yep. six, what is it how many years ago was it seven years six years oh, ago whatever he was look we've got our success we've got stories. we've got most recent successes with Giddy's uh, going to go top Jason, 10 uh, J- Tate we've yep. got you know so there's runs on the board um it's not uh, mostly about money it's not always about money um <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think it's going to be we'll as, as easy a decision as it sounds. No, because it's a sh- it's a short term cash grab, isn't it? Correct. Could you imagine like um, Lamelo? But look, Zion was an internet celebrity when he was fifteen years old. Like, think in other sports, Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow. They had in college they could have earned infinite <laughs> wealth, to be honest. So through their name, image, and likeness, it's going to be hard attracting those top guys. And let's face it, if you're not one of the top guys, you ain't cutting it in the NBL. So um, 
it could just be draft and stash. Um, and just, I guess, to finish up, um, Makua Maker is entering the draft. Now, he may go undrafted. Who knows if he get drafted in the late second round, but he could be a potential draft and stash type guy that we'll be looking at. So yeah, and I think we'll we've through. had success with those guys with DD and, and, and Jessup as well. Um, you know, I'd be... So I, I think, yeah, I, I I like it. I think it's um I still think there's merit in having the next stars. I mean, there's already a couple signed for this year, isn't there? So uh, yeah, we got the one. one. We got the, um, well, we got returning potentially, but yeah, we've got um, Osman Deng, who is French, and um, this is the other thing. He's a talent he, too. That's right. He was he was fourteenth uh, on the old ESPN one hundred, and um, so good prospect. And the thing is that with these rules at the moment um, in the NCAA. Uh, lots of guys are on student visas and there's restrictions on employment, so they can't actually enter these kind of deals. So if they don't sort that out, maybe we can become, um, like if, I guess for international players that would otherwise play um, in college, we can become that uh, different pathway to get into the NBA. But yeah, just thought I'd uh, discuss that. Um, I'm real nerd on all this business of sports stuff and stuff like that. So I think it's going to have an impact on the Next Star program. Um, make sure you do some reading if that's what interests you. But um, I think that's all we got to talk about today. Yeah, that's it. I think we're, it's the start of the f- uh, off season. The free agency wanted to give you all a little bit of an update and, and let us let you guys know our thoughts initially. I guess on them all, there's still a lot to go down. But you know, we're already uh, the 10th of July as we sit here recording this, and I think we're going to have games in October. So there's not really a lot of time for. Um, the off season this year, so uh, it's going to be there's a lot to, to be excited about already. And the Boomers play in a couple of weeks, which I'm excited about. Actually, they play tomorrow, don't they? Um, against uh, the USA team, is that right? Something like that. There's a bit of a game exhibition series going on. It's on ESPN tomorrow, so um, we'll get to see the new Melbourne United signing. Hopefully, play Delhi Watch. Uh, as always, uh, we are on Twitter at Beeble underscore Blokes. <laughs> um, we're <laughs> um www.basketballblokes.com the number one source of NBL fantasy info and that's it end it on a good note good check 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 stay classy